Well, good morning, everybody. We've been here quite a while already, so we're right at home. We have, Pastor John and I have been with Brother Jerry and Miss Carolyn. Well, you know, we were planted at Rama, uh from when John was in his early 20s. We were in our early 20s. My son Bryn was two months old when we were planted at Rama, and he's now 30, 37. So we, just to give you a bit of background, we've, we've been with the Word of Faith people unashamedly and unapologetically unhindered and unlimited in our flow. And we are very privileged to be here. We are very loved by Miss Carolyn and Brother Jerry. Pastor John and I and our family have been through us with many through us with us through many things. We've been through many things with them. So we feel right at home here for any of you that are new just to give you some background of where we come from. And we've been invited. We've been invited by Pastor Justin and Annette to come to do prayer conference. So for those of you that haven't been here and you haven't come, you are now part of the end part of prayer conference. And to use Pastor Justin's word this morning, it would behoove you to catch up because this is a house of prayer. Corporate prayer is already being organized and established in this house. And uh, in the words of Brother Jerry to Pastor Justin that I heard, well done, Pastor Justin, for hearing the Spirit of God and inviting John and Sharon to come here at this time to establish it and organize it. It couldn't have been more timeless. These are the words of Brother Jerry, the apostle of this house, our apostle of heritage of faith, Johannesburg, Heritage of Faith, Linasia, Heritage of Faith, Johannesburg. And uh, so we are here on assignment, and uh, we are bold in this house because we belong here. This is family, glory, hallelujah. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for words that will come now. Words that as I open my mouth, you will, you will put words in my mouth. As I open my mouth, you fill it with your words. And the words that you speak through me are spirit and life to your people. And it is creating continuously. Because my word, your words come out of my mouth and the trajectory of your words is, comes out They resound and reverberate in the realm of the spirit to create and to accomplish that which you have purposed and destined at this time to come into being in this great spiritual headquarters. Brother Jerry, spiritual headquarters that you have predestined, Father, from the foundation of the world that there will be a coming of age now and a moving into the spiritual maturity quickly, Father, for your glory, Father, especially in the area of corporate prayer, that Pastor Justin and Annette and Brother Jerry together and Miss Carolyn desire at this time to be established. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Glory to God. So Brother Jerry did ask me to share a little bit and encourage you this morning about 2020. We've had a jump start. We've been privileged and honored by God to have a jump start on the prophetic word for 2020. Well, I tell you, when I heard it, I jumped on it. Immediately, for myself, personally, I jumped on it. How did you do that? How did you do that, Pastor Sharon? I took the words that come by the Spirit of God through the prophet of God in this house. I do not surf the web for prophecies. 
Because the prophecy that comes to me from my, our apostle is more than enough for me. It's more than enough for me. Glory to God. It's already too much for me. So it's definitely more than enough. Hallelujah. So, just a few things that the Lord has been saying to me personally about the new door. As I've been praying in the spirit, because that was one of the things that Brother Jerry said, it's a new door I've not been through before. And I'm not to limit God, by the way. He even did things in the past for me. It's a new door. And Jesus is opening it. So, as I've been just asking the Lord about it and being so grateful that he's given us a jump start because it's not even 2020 yet. And of course, and beyond with marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God, such as has never been, don't forget about that part, such as has never been experienced in the earth before. And I could go on and on about how we've laid hold of that word and how we've experienced it. But the Lord said to Brother Jerry, don't stop with that because it's and beyond. I mean, I'm still, I, I keep all those words active and alive in my heart from the time I have always been a uh, uh, in my, the prophetic word that comes to my house, not prophetic words that come to other people's houses. I eat at home. I'm a church girl. I'm a planted person, girl in a lo- my local church. I eat what Jesus gives my shepherd, my spiritual leader. And so I have always taken the prophetic word, as well as his precious, holy, written word, to live my life by. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, are you speaking to me this way today? It's to encourage you to do the same. Because I do it as a new creature. As a new creation in Christ Jesus, it's my desire. So it should be yours too. Glory. Hallelujah. I know it is. You just have to yield to it. Glory. So he said this to me. Us. Well, you know, I woke up in the morning and I was praying about the new door. I was praying it out for me. What's going to look like for me, Lord? How are you, you, are you doing that? I was saying, Brother Jerry said, listen to the Holy Spirit when he brought that word. I said, Holy Spirit, I'm listening to you. I want you to speak to me about what this new door looks like to me. And so I'm speaking the mystery because it's not evident to me yet what the new door is going to look like to me. So here, I speak your wisdom for this new door for me. What I have to see. What I have to see. I don't, I can't see anything. I have been seeing marvels, wonders, extraordinary men. Now, here's this new word. I want to see the new. Lord. So I speak it in the spirit. He that speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to man, but he speaks to God, howbeit in the spirit, he speaks out the mysteries and things not yet obvious to the understanding. So I push it out in the spirit, out words, out of my mouth, because then there will come a time when it'll just come rushing back to my understanding, and I'll understand, and I'll see, and I'll hear, because now my eye does not yet see. My ears have not yet heard about this new door, and it hasn't yet entered into my heart. I just got it off the back, jump start. But Lord, I'm laying hold of it right now for me personally. So he gave me this. The one morning, the new door, yes, I will go through hand in hand with you. My ears will hear, my eyes will see everything you have for me. I'm walking through with rejoicing, believing and receiving things I've never seen, places I've never been, people I've never met, stuff I've never done, all glory to the sun, words I've never heard. With my heart so stirred and burning within, yes, I enter in. And then the next morning I woke up so thankful 
so thankful that we'd got a jump start. And I said, thank you that this is what you have in store, a brand new door. And as I go through it, supernatural increase for me more and more. Thank you for this jump start. I'm doing my part. Oh, yes, you can count. You can count that. You can count on it off the bat. I'm diving in, boots and all, a free fall with my faith. That's Colossians and Ephesians, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Glory to God. So now I read it all the times. And it's because the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ever filled. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns. And every time I read it in the morning since he gave, the psalm came out of me, it just thrills me for the marvels and the wonders. It thrills me that for the new and the open door and things. Oh, everything that I'm going to see. Yes, I will go through hand in hand with you. My ears will hear, my eyes will see everything you have for me. I'm walking through rejoicing, believing and receiving. Things I've never seen, places I've never been, people I've never met, stuff I've never done. All glory to the sun. Words I've never heard. My heart so stirred and burning within. Yes, I enter in. Glory to God. Ma, 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 ma. Glory, 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 glory. That's what your new creation spirit is capable of. Of producing a psalm and a hymn and a spiritual song. So that you don't have to be drunk with wine, but you can be drunk with this. Hallelujah. Glory. You can be filled with the spirit, with a psalm that he will give you like this. Ha, 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 ha. Praise you, Jesus. Ha. I got my cell phone in my handbag. Won't you give it to me? We just had like a short thing for the prayer conference from Angie. Uh, she's one of our ladies that pray back home. And she had something for the conference because it was Pastor John's desire because we've been praying back home for this prayer conference so that it will be established quickly. That's what's taken us 10 years. You'll come into it Ah. Uh, I can't even say a you. Because you're in it already. You're in it already. It takes, it's, it's so quick because Jesus turned water into wine just like that. And he's, gonna, he's turning this water of this word we're bringing into wine just like that. What would take six years happening in a few seconds. Glory to God. So she sent this to me. Let me see how I can find this here. Angie, she gets long ones, but this was a short one. Let's see here. Long psalms and hymns, and I just love it. Uh, I'll find it. Stay with me. Here it is. Here it is. This was her first one. Pastor John and Sharon. Because what we said and what we started to pray into was, Pastor John was saying, I don't want any vacuum. When I leave, they must have just already stepped into the corporate prayer. So she said, there will be no vacuum, but an illum that will consume. And they'll resume and make room for the spirit of prayer. And therein will bloom. The enemies do. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. And then they were praying for us on Friday morning, and Angie got this. For Heritage Crowley, it's a culmination for constellation, for heritage Crowley. It's a mobilization built on foundation, their elation in demonstration, activation, impartation, illumination, their preparation for restoration, edification, acceleration, and elevation, and authorization, a spiritual domination, a many, a generation for their duration in the spirit of prayer. with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns. Speaking to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. 
and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, my son. Glory to God. Is that helping you? And then the Lord said this to me about it. So I'm just sharing you with you because Brother Jerry asked us to share something about encouraging the people personally with the 2020 door, new door. Those in the body, that's what he said to me on the 26th of October, Saturday, those in the body who are not going to allow themselves to be planted in a local church by God himself at this time will find themselves by their own choice not able to access or participate in the new door. It's God's major qualifier at this time, and none is exempt. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? It's for the planted people. Because what does the rest of that word say about the new door? And I will cause my faithful ones to experience supernatural increase like never before. And immediately the Lord said this to me. So just... Stay with me here now because this is my personal journal. To enter my new door, he said this. Behold, I make all things new. I open a new door. I am the door, John 10. To enter my new door, it's going to be my way. Because when I looked up the word door, it says permission to enter or to approach or to access, to participate. So he said, I open a new door. I am the door. To enter my door, it's going to be my way. It's a new door for my church. Again, it's the faithful, not the foolish, he said to me. Again, it's the far faithful, not the far foolish. All God's people, all the virgins, we're all God's people. But five were wise and five were foolish. And the door shut on the five foolish, but it was open for the five wise. Because they got themselves extra oil. They were planted. They got their extra oil in the local church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And all of the planted people are so happy this morning with these words. And all of the unplanted people this morning have every opportunity to immediately... Seek the Lord their God for the place where they're supposed to be planted. So it's good news for everybody right here, right now, today in this house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can get planted in the place that God has got for you like that. All you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I recognize I have to be a planted one. Show me where I'm supposed to be planted. Because you don't plant yourself for your own comfort and your own convenience and your own, like all the other Christians. You don't plant yourself because, well, my kids like that over there, and my kids and my kids. It's not God's way. God's got a place for you. The Word of God says that He will plant you and set you into a place that is best adapted for you, in its best adaptation for you, as He pleases and He sees fit. That's what the Amplified says about God's planting you in a place. It's not for your comfort and convenience and preference. It's for, the con- for your conviction, for your calling. Yes. Conviction of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Wow. Well, there he goes again. He wants to bring up plantedness again. And you'll be able to... You, I, I, re, I, went, I think I went into it in detail on Friday night. You will catch up. If you're hungry, you'll catch up. Yes. Right. So in book of Revelation, he says, again, it's for my faithful. Again, it's for the planted. Psalm 92 that Brother Jerry brought those years ago. Planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish. Planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish. Okay. Revelation 3, 7, he gave it. He says, again, it's about my planted. Again, it's about my house. Revelation 3.7, to the messenger of the church in Philadelphia write, these are the words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one shall shut, who shuts and no one shall open. When he shut for the five foolish, 
They couldn't open it, could they? They couldn't open it, right? So, anyway, I'm moving right along here because I'm not going to stay here. This is just, oh, this is also what he said to me. The new creation and with a new nature placed in a new setting, in a new environment, the local church of my planting with the new language, you can, then you can work, walk through the new door. And then he said this interesting thing to me. He said, this is Satan's deviant plan. Well, I belong to the church universal. I belong to the church universal. That is the majority of the people of the body of Christ's um, uh, 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 attitude. Ah, maybe it's different in America. Maybe America is full of planted people that are led by the Holy Spirit, and they stay planted where God has planted them. But in South Africa, people leave every couple of years. My time is up. I'm moving on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You never really got planted here. Because if your roots were growing down so deep, in what God was doing here and saying here, and your roots grew, are growing so deep in this place because of what I'm planting in my spirit from the messages that are coming every Sunday, oh, it would take wild horses to drag you away. They couldn't even, not even wild horses could drag you away. Because you will reap in in direct relation to how you have allowed yourself to be planted in a place. The Lord said this to me, Satan's deviant plan. Deviant means something that deviates from a pattern. You see, when the pattern is right, the glory of God will come into your life because you're living in the function of his pattern. It's God's design to plant you. And the Lord said this, it's his deviant plan. A deviant is a trend that deviates from the pattern, unconstrained and ungovernable by God's laws. That's what a deviant is. What well, God found, 10 out of 12 in the church in the wilderness, the book of Acts calls it the church in the wilderness. He found 10 out of 12 deviant. That was a whole generation that he was not pleased with. Bar two. He found his own people to be ungovernable and unconstrained by his ways. So they never went into the promised land. So if we're wanting the fullness, and that's what a local church is about, is for a people to go into the fullness together, into everything God has for them. And if the book of Acts calls the church in the wilderness a church, then it means that's the pattern. We look at the pattern there. And there was a leader who heard from God. And came, brought messages, and they hung on his every word. They didn't hang on Moses' every word. They didn't obey what God said through Moses. But by the time Joshua came along, the people said, we've had it. We've had enough of it. Everybody else's carcasses have fallen. We're going in now. God said, we're going in. And now, if our brothers don't, we're going to listen to you. Joshua, you make sure that you hear from God. And we're going to listen to everything you tell us. And if our brothers, they said, if our brothers don't listen to you, we kill them. So today, my brother and my sister, my brother and my sister, I do not kill you physically, but you have no part in holding me back 
in your wilderness where all you're ever going to get is water out of rock. All you're ever going to get is the cloud by night. Yes, you'll always get the love of God because you're his child. But I'm going in the promised land. I'm following my spiritual leader. I'm listening to what he's saying because it's God's pattern. I'm living in the function of the pattern. I'm going in it for myself. You're not coming with me. You're dead to me. I'm moving. Bye. Bye. It's just how it is. Glory to God. I remember in 2004, the Lord, when we heard Brother Jerry in, in 2011, no, it was, must have been 2012, and we had that prophetic word, your exodus has begun, and I only heard Jesus. And I brought it back, do you remember? Heritage of Faith, people, Joburg, Whitbank, I came and showed it to you. It shifted everything, in, uh, and the Lord had me say, and had us say, and we're going in together, and we're going in together, because the Lord wants a people. He doesn't want one person here and there going into the promised land. His pattern is the church in the wilderness. He's looking for a people that will go in together. That's his plan. That's his plan for his local church, that everybody goes into the promises together. But the reason most of the body of Christ cannot walk in the promises of God is because they don't even do the plantingness. They don't even have a leader that they're following. They're following, they're following, they think everybody's their leader. Everybody on TBN's their leader. Everyone on YouTube's their leader. They're not living in the function of God's pattern, so there's no glory. There's no glory that can come to their lives. It's God's way or no way. Then you'll just get water out of rock because he loves you. But you'll get water out of rock. And you'll have the shade by night. You know, all by day so you won't get sunburned too much. And, you know, he loves you. So you'll have your manner every day. But, oh, no, no. It's not God's best. It's not God's best. And you can press for God's best in your life. And you can become a planted one just like that. Pastor John's been ministering out of this scripture and it just went off in me. But I'm going to just give you a little part of it so you don't need to, to, to put up the, the, the scripture. I'm just going to read this part to you. To make ready for the Lord a people perfectly prepared in spirit. God wants to make for himself a people. I'm telling you, God is not interested in numbers. He's interested in a people. You go look at Gideon. To get victories, God did never need a majority. To get victories for people personally and people corporately. He never needed a majority. In fact, he said, you know what I'm going to do for you, Gideon? I'm going to make a cut for you. Um, In fact, I'm going to make a further cut for you, Gideon. That's what God said. I'm going to cut. You read the message Bible. I'm going to make another cut for you. I'm going to make another cut for you. So you can be sure you're going to get this victory, me and you together. Hallelujah. Make ready for the Lord a people. So let me get, let me get to the main thing. That was my introduction. (laughs) Because we're here for a prayer conference. But Brother Jerry did want me to talk about the open door. So, was that good enough? Did that give you a little insight into how God's thinking about the open door? Right. Hallelujah. I go through the open, the new door. I go through the new door planted. I go through the new door planted. So, today our message of my, title of my message is, With the Living Voice. With the Living Voice. And I'm just going to read something here by John G. Lake. And he says here, about praying in tongues. 
praying in tongues. That's what I'm teaching on today. Because we're going to be doing, you're going to be doing, you all that are going to be obedient to God to come to prayer meetings, corporate prayer meetings, are going to need to hear what the Lord wants to say to you today. Um, We have been in the mere infancy, he said, of praying, understanding, praying in tongues. The mere infancy. I'll find it now. I'll find it now. Tongues, tongues. Oh, in the matter of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we are in a state of the merest infancy of understanding. In the matter of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we are in a state of the merest infancy of understanding. The merest infancy of divine control. The merest infancy. The merest infancy. And so, he says this as well. He says, will you speak in tongues when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yes, you will. But this is John G. Lake. But you will do an awful more than that, bless God. An awful more than that. You will speak with the soul of Jesus. You will feel with the heart of the Son of God as you pray in tongues. Your heart will beat with the heavenly desire because it's the pulse of Jesus throbbing in your soul. Many Christians do not understand the significance of tongues. He says, do not throw away what you have, but go on to perfection and maturity. Glory to God. Well, I must say that it's an area that God has given me revelation in over many years, but recently he's just stepped it up, stepped it up. There is hardly a week go by, goes by that he doesn't personally show me some new aspect of my heavenly language, my ancient language, because it's, it's, it's so precious to him. It's so precious to him. It was so precious to him that he sent Jesus so that I could have my new language. Jesus said, I've got to go away so the Holy Spirit can come so my people can speak. And that's it. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. That was the power that they got. He is the Lord of language. Throughout the eternity of eternities, he has spoken. His voice, his sound, his language has always been. It is, it always will be. In the beginning, God said, God called, and God said to man, and man called, and man said, and the serpent said, and man said. And man heard the voice of the Lord walking. I love that in the King James. Man, they heard the voice walking. They heard the voice walking. And the Lord God gave language and sound because he created man in his image. So whatever was in God to speak and sound, he placed in man when he made man out of clay, picked him up and breathed into his nostrils, breathed himself into his man. And God came into man. Himself, God came into man in his image. And immediately there was an instant recognition And God said, I bless you. And Adam understood every word. And God wouldn't have spoken in English to him either. He was speaking in the ancient language to Adam. He must have said to Adam, Bless you. Multiply, be fruitful. Have dominion. I've given you a garden. And watch out. There's a snake. There's a snake. God the garden. God the garden. 
Listen to my voice. Read my lips. Speak my words. Don't listen to the words of the snake that's going to come. They were not talk taken by surprise when Satan, the serpent, came. So from the beginning, God created Adam with a voice and a sound just like him. And this scripture, I think you can put up. Because God prophesied in the Amplified Bible, Zephaniah 3.9, he prophesied that a day will come back, a day will come, a day will come, and you're going to get your talk back, your God talk back. You're going to get your God talk, your ability to talk like me back. Zephaniah 3.9. The King James says, Then I will turn to the people a pure language that they may call upon the name of the Lord. But the Amplified Bible says, For then, okay, changing their impure language... What is your impure language? It's your language. You picked up impurities when you were at school. You picked up impurities in your language from when you were from your mother and your father and from all your peers around you. You picked up impurities in your English language, your Italian language, your whatever language. You picked up impurities. Then, he says, I will change, changing their impure language... I will give to the people a clear, pure speech from pure lips that they may call upon the name of the Lord. The Message Bible says, I'll give them a language. The Message Bible is beautiful here. Zephaniah 3, verse 9, Message Bible. I'll give them a language undistorted, unpolluted, Words to address God. Words to address God. Let's go to Acts chapter 2, where this scripture was fulfilled. Prophecy, prophecy was fulfilled. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all with one accord in one place, Suddenly there came a sound. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues. Now this, okay, cloven tongues. You have to understand this word tongues. In the Greek, it's language. It's language. Any other time the word language was used in the New Testament, it was the Greek word glossa. And the same word is Greek word glossa here. You understand that? Are you with me? So, it's absolutely 100% accurate according to Greek interpretation to say, and there came a sound and it filled all the house and there appeared unto them cloven languages. As of fire. Languages of fire. And it sat upon each of them. Language. 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 Zephaniah is being fulfilled. Language. Language. 120. Language. Language. Because Jesus has said, you go and wait in the upper room for power. Because the power was going to come through words. Through the pure, undistorted, unpolluted words that new creature can now speak with new language. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. And appeared to them cloven languages like us of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. We're going to look at that word in detail. Utterance. The Holy Spirit arrested me a few years ago, 2012, and he said to me, look at the meaning of the word utterance. 
look at it, and we're going to look at it today. Because faith's going to come to you by hearing what I'm saying today. And you're going to have faith in your ancient language like you've never had before. Because faith comes, faith, you, you don't just have faith for finances. You have faith, what the Bible says about everything. Faith in what he says about the day of Pentecost and what really happened there. Glory to God. Glory. What was really restored back to you. I know for some of you this may be new. This may be new, but that's what new wine is, people. New wine is not some mystical thing of what's going to happen. Am I going to feel woozy because the Spirit of God's going to come on me or something? New wine is because you're abiding in the vine and words, you're about, words, new words are coming to you from God. That's what new wine is. New wine is new words that the Spirit of God is bringing to you. New words. Words, new words. New words. And so you have to let it crack that old wine skin. Let it crack it. Let it crack it. You don't want to be stuck with the old anyway. You want new so bad because you're a new creature. You want new so bad. You want new just like I want new so bad. I'm going to clear out the old and make room for the new, Leviticus 26. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said, behold, I make all things new. Jesus is always doing something new now. Hallelujah. Every Sunday's message comes with something new now. And I plant it in my heart. Every Sunday's message comes with a now word from Jesus. Yes, it may be the same as it was in the same scriptures. But you know what? I don't say anymore. You all know the scripture. Because I don't even say that to myself. I don't want anyone saying to me, well, you know the scripture. Just tell it to me and let me hear it like I'm hearing it for the first time. Let me hear it again. I love it. I love it. It's God breathed again today. It's God breathed again this afternoon. Tomorrow morning, it's God breathed again when I speak it. Tell me again. Tell me again. Don't tell me, well, you, you all know the scripture. No. No. I don't know it like you're going to say it, like it's going to come through you. Don't, don't do that to me. Don't tell me, well, you all know the scripture. Don't put me on the back foot like that. I'm coming forward into the message that I'm listening from you. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. And so, and they began to speak with the languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Can we go to Acts chapter 2, please? 1 to 4 from the Amplified Bible. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place, when suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast. And it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. And there appeared to them languages resembling fire, which were separated and distributed. Can you see? They were separated and distributed. And settled on each one of them. And they were all filled and diffused through their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different languages. As the Spirit kept giving them, what did He keep giving them? Clear, loud expression in each tongue, inappropriate words. That's what I'm speaking every time I speak in tongues. The words are so appropriate. They're so appropriate what I'm speaking here. I don't have to understand it with my mind because that understanding is going to come to me. I'm having a mind, mental, spiritual bypass right now of my finite mind that wants to live continuously in the realm of reason, relevance, and reality when I'm supposed to be living in the realm of redemption. Redemption by revelation to have a revolution. Hallelujah in my life. In any said and given area. Ah, Don't you want to just thank God? For his wonderful words, he's already speaking to us so far. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us so wonderfully this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the new one. Don't you want to say this with me? Thank you for this new one. Thank you for this new one, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's, I've known about speaking in tongues is probably longer than most of you from you know, I grew up in AFM, I was born, you know. But every time he shows me 
some new wine. He gives me some new wine because I'm abiding in the vine. Some new words about my new language. It's like, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. God never says to me, well, you, you, you know the scripture. He says, let, let, me, let me speak Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4 to you, and you know a new thing's coming out of it again. Oh, oh, praise the Lord. And then appropriate words means suitable for a particular occasion, suitable for a particular condition or situation, pertinent, having a precise relevance to the matter at hand. So no, what a, the, the, my, my, my ancient language is so multifunctional. It's so multi-purpose because you can read about it in 1 Corinthians 14. It says, he who gives thanks in tongues gives thanks nobly and well. So I can give thanks. Then I can edify myself. I can recharge my spiritual battery according to the book of Jude that says, you build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So whether it's interceding for someone else with it, it's a multifunctional, multi-purpose language. I can speak to God. I can speak from God. I can speak about God like I can with my natural language, I can do the same with my unlimited, pure, heavenly, clear, powerful, heavenly language. It shifted my way that I actually speak in tongues. Once it gives me that, gave me that revelation. I wasn't doing the like, I know I must speak in tongues, you know. It gave me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this scripture to you now. Out of the Weast Bible, Acts 2, 1 to 4, please. Out of the Weast Bible, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. This is my favorite that I found, because I looked at every Bible translation. When the day of Pentecost was in process of being fulfilled, while it was prophesied in Zephaniah, and it was instructed by Jesus, you go, you go, and wait In the process of being fulfilled, they were all together in the same place. And suddenly there came an echoing sound out of heaven as of a wind borne along violently. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them languages. I'm just putting languages in there for the point, making an accurate, correct point. Languages. And, And those languages, these languages being distributed among them, and one of those languages took up a position upon each of them. I mean, when you get to see this, while Jesus said, I've got to go, there's a language of fire going to take up residence upon you, and then it's going to come in you, and you're going to be able to address me in a way you never thought you could. Hallelujah. You're going to be able to have pure speech to speak to me with. And, oh, and I'm, I'm not jumping ahead of myself here now. But, praise the Lord. I believe I will. I believe I am, babe. Glory to God. So it says here. And one of those languages took up a position upon each of them. And all were controlled by the Holy Spirit and began to be uttering words in languages different from their own native language and different from those spoken by the others. Even as the Spirit kept giving them ability to speak forth, not in words of everyday speech, but in words belonging to dignified and elevated discourse. So when you get a revelation like this today, people, you don't go to God when your spirit speaks to him anymore like you used to. You go, I'm bigger. It's just made a difference to the way I address God with my dignified, elevated discourse and what we have brought it down to just like what we thought it is and what 
God intended it to be, dignified, elevated discourse. You find your voice. You find your voice. I mean, I remember I had Sarah, part of Pastor John's 18, come to me the one day because I was present when she got activated. She came to me after she said, I'll never be the same. I found my voice. I found my voice. What was that? Zephaniah being fulfilled. And they were all, as the Spirit kept giving them ability to speak forth, and he had me go. Okay, so we know. How much time have I got left? Five. Ish. 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 Ooh, 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 ooh. Get the interpretation from God. every day because that word utterance as God gave them utterance Pastor Justin I think you were prophesying the other day our annual prayer conference God willing thank I that word as the spirit kept giving them Utterance, the Lord said, look up the word utterance. Apo. Hmm. All right, Lord. I'm going to just close with that. I'm going to give it to you, all right? I'm going to close with that. I've written a book called With the Living Voice that I haven't printed yet, so I'm, I'm trying to give you my, my book in, in an hour, in five minutes. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, this Greek word, apophthengomai, is literally a brilliant word. It's, it's, a, it's a word of brilliance. It's brilliant. It comes from the Greek words apoph. Fengomai, apo, phegos, femi, and phos. These are root words, okay? And so, apo is a reordering and an undoing and a reversal from one state to an opposite state, a completion. That's what praying in tongues will do for you. It will reverse your natural life. You'll, you'll be able to switch from 3D to 4D, just like that. It's a spiritual thing, you see. It's a spiritual language. So it'll cause and bring about a reordering in your life. Even though you're having a spiritual bypass of your pea brain understanding. Right? So, apo, then thigomai, is to utter a clear sound, to ring out, to proclaim to have words carried along inspired. Phagos is brilliancy and light. Femi is to show and make known and affirm and say. And phos is to shine forth to make manifest by rays and fire and light and luminousness. So as I speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit keeps giving me ability to speak in a language that separates me from a natural state to a spiritual state. My language that reorders and undoes and completes. My sound is clear, it rings out, and is carried along inspired as I proclaim. 
words of brilliant light, words of fire, words of luminous energy. Whatever I'm putting my my ancient language to work in, whether it's my wayward child on drugs, Yero Sebrendema! As long as I don't be stupid with my natural language and speak against what I've said there, I'm telling you, those words go straight into the ears of God. They're immediately interpreted by God the Father because I'm speaking in the language of angels too. Though we speak in the tongues and the languages of angels. Angels talk the same language as God. That's why angels hearken. To the word of God. Because when I'm speaking in tongues, I'm speaking pure word. Clear, clean, pure, truth. Appropriate words. Dignified, elevated discourse. I'm speaking on a level that's Romans 8.26. It's on steroids here. When I don't know what prayer to offer worthily because I've only got a promise. Praise God, I've got the promise, and I'm standing on the promise. But when I don't know the mysteries and the outworkings of this thing, I've got a promise that you're going to save that child. I've got the promise that my seed will, and if I train up a child in a way, and he's not going to depart from it. But right now, that's what's happening. So I don't know what prayer. My spirit speaks to my spirit, God. Spirit to spirit. God interprets it instantly. Where does my spiritual language go? Straight to the throne of God. Straight into his ears. It's interpreted by him. It's in translation. He interprets it instantly. And he knows how to answer it, when to answer it. But that's because you have faith that your heavenly language does this. You have to have faith that your heavenly language does what what this says it will do. So, spiritual is this language of light. Separates me from the natural. Through it and by it I depart from the norm. Yielding to it reverses and reorders in me and for me and around me. This language is of a heavenly materiality with tremendous spiritual ability. No wonder Satan has fought so hard and so long. Make you feel unworthy. And be quiet. Be quiet. But God has given you this ability to speak to him like him. This is my confession since 2012, when God started to reveal these things to me, I said this, and I still say this, and all our church say this, I never pray in tongues without faith. Because I believe that every sound, every sigh, every cry, every syllable, every sentence, every paragraph is immediately intelligible to God and evokes a powerful response from Him. That's it. That was the confession God gave me to say. Now say this. So I never pray in tongues without faith. Because once I've released my spirit language about any matter in my life to God, now I just praise and I keep speaking word. His word. Keep speaking truth and I keep praising. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Building myself up on my most holy faith, the things that I'm believing for. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Did you get something out of this? I never did get to Viva Voce. But I will get there, maybe tonight. Because I had a tongue, I had, a, I had these words in my, in my tongue, viva voce. I was speaking in tongues, just speaking to the Lord. And I knew that they were words from a language. And when I went and looked them up, the Lord said, with a living voice, 
with a living voice. It's alive. Every, every word that, that your spirit speaks is alive and full of power, and its trajectory goes out, and it resounds and reverberates, and it goes into the ears of heaven, but it goes into the realm of the spirit with the living voice. So now speak, Sharon. So now speak. So now speak in Jesus' name. I'm done. Love you all. Bye.